Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 17 of Be With Me. We're in the book of Galatians, and Paul has been yelling at the Galatians just a little bit. But yesterday, we talked about a concept about being known with God, and how profound that is, uh, how it flies in the face of our uh, theological construct that man is good or man is basically uh, a good but not from God's perspective. And if he knows that we are dust and he knows that we are sinners, yet he stays with us and we stand under the awe of the Lord's faithfulness. So that was yesterday. Paul's going to yell a little bit today about the uh, folks turning back and receiving uh, flattery from their their false teachers. So here we go. Uh, This is Galatians chapter 4, verse 9. But now that you have come to know God, or rather be known by God, this is yesterday, here's today, how you can turn back again to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world. So this is what they're turning back to, the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world, whose whose slaves you want to be once more. Wow, wow, wow. Verse 10, you observe days and months and seasons and years. Uh, going back to some of the laws of the Mosaic Covenant. Uh, now Paul's going to give a very personal section here. I am afraid I have made, I have labored over you in vain. Brothers, I entreat you, become as I am, for I also have become as you are. You did me no wrong. Which is interesting because they literally tried to kill him and then did think that. They thought they killed him. You know it was because of a bodily ailment that I preached the gospel to you at first. And though my condition was a trial to you, you did not scorn or despise me, but received me as an angel of God, as Christ Jesus. What then has become of the blessing you felt? For I testify to you that if possible, you would have gouged out your eyes and given them to me. So he's telling him, you started well. And then here's the bad part. Have I then become your enemy by telling you the truth? They, these, these, they, the they is the false teachers, they make much of you, so they're flattering them, but for no good purpose. They want to shut you out that you may make much of them. It is always good to be made much of for a good purpose, and not only when I am present with you. My little children, for whom I am again in the anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. I wish I could be present with you now and change my tone, for I am perplexed about you. Okay, so these guys are are possibly turning back, or they are turning back, to the weak and worthless and elementary and enslaving. So, wow. Uh, they're trying to maybe like earn their salvation and become a body of Christ that is preferentially favored because of doing the law by works versus what what the gospel asks us to do is, yes, are we supposed to change your behavior? Yes, but it's because of being known by God. It's not so that we earn our way to God. All right, so Paul says a couple of very interesting things about them. First of all, we hear his anguish, and he's worried that he has labored in vain in birthing this, this new Christianity in them. 
Um, he does ask them to become like he is. So he says, "I follow me in this example, which I, the the great Jew Paul, have set aside, you know, a lot of my Jewishness and left with the the essence of what faith started as, which is this this faith that Abraham had." And he's telling them to think, uh, think as I am, and therefore act as I am. Now, this all starts with our thinking. Uh, so first he tells the Galatians in the early chapters of Galatians, you know, put away your stinking thinking. Now he's starting to tell them is what's the right way to think. And then finally in chapter 6, he's going to tell them what's the way to behave. So it kind of makes a little bit of a, a, a progression sense. Then he says something very interesting, which is, you did me no wrong. Now, Paul's first missionary journey is kind of like a hockey stick. It go, it's an out and back journey. It starts in uh, uh, Antioch and then goes to Iconium and then to Lystra and then to Derby. Now, remember, on on city two of there, they tried to kill him. In city number three, Lystra, they stoned him. They dragged him out of the city so his rotting body would not stink up the city. Uh, and spent a good bit of time with the body that they thought was uh, dead. They supposed him to be dead. Then when the disciples caught up with him, he either awakened or maybe was raised, raised from the dead. And then uh, they go to a city, the, the farthest city on the hockey stick was Derby. And then he goes back to the cities that tried to kill him. That's so interesting. So I don't know if his ailment was because you, you know, stoned me. Uh, but whatever it was, uh, they responded well to the ailment, and they, he even says, you, you would have gouged out your eyes for this. So the interesting part of the passage for me was the false teachers. They make much of you and this flattery idea. In other words, let's make a little a club, an exclusive club of, hey, you're awesome, and I'm awesome. Uh, and the the he says, Paul says, it, it is okay to be made much of, to be praised for doing the right things and thinking the right way. But what they're doing is they're backsliding into this weak and worthless and elementary thing. And I just wanted to tell you what my experience in the church church is. The church and, the, and having a relationship with the Lord is not a constant uh, exposure of, hey, you're awesome in every way, which is what flattery is. The Lord sometimes says, you can do better. And the church sometimes says, you can do better. And it's okay that we belong to a church. I think it's actually a mark of a good church, which sometimes says you, uh, and maybe your thinking or your behavior, uh, you can do better. And that's what Paul is doing here, is he's going through this anguish of moving these people from where they are to where they need to be so that you get something really good, kind of like a childhood, a a childbirth. All right, so here's the assessment today, is let's assess ourselves and our church. Uh, During the pandemic, people stop going to church, or maybe you're new to church, um, and we all think we're terrific. That's That's our kind of our bias. And it's okay to correct and be called higher. And it helps us to beat back the deceitfulness of sin, the the church does. The church is not an easy place to put ourselves under people that are wiser for us or put ourselves before the the Lord, because the Lord sometimes has to correct us and say we can do better. But I think it's a marker of being in the right place place. It's okay that the Lord says you can do better. Are you in a place like that? 
i'll see you tomorrow.